It's another Saturday morning. It's time for the Cummins Real Estate Group Show. It's time for the Cummins Real Estate Group Show with Michelle Cummins and myself, Curtis Pope. Michelle, what do we got today? It's got to be one of the features. I'm thinking we haven't done the market snapshot for a while. Oh, Curtis, you've got a good brain on you. Very rarely, but on occasion, it does work. (laughs) You are correct. So the Fraser Valley real estate stats for October, because we haven't talked about that yet. And the real estate is still rebounding. So it's continuing for the Fraser Valley, which is really good uh, for us, of course, with after what happened in the spring of 2018. So October, we actually had an increase in sales compared to September this year. Uh, so that is really good news. The president of the real estate board says our market started to pick up in the summer and we've been steadily improving since since then. It's rare to see October home sales in the Fraser Valley outpace April, and that's what we've seen this year. Our typical spring and fall markets have flipped. And he is so right. Usually it's the spring and the fall are the best markets for sellers, buyers, more options, sellers, uh, there's more buyers out there. So, of course, that's good. But actually this year it's kind of flipped. So it's been really interesting that way. Consumers are feeling more confident. Buyers have grown accustomed to the government's regulation changes that they've been making. Interest rates have thankfully remained stable. And we're likely seeing some pent up demand from buyers who were holding off earlier in the year. October's beautiful, sunny weather uh, didn't hurt either. We've been having an amazing fall. It's just been such good weather. So that's been really good too. Uh, So I wanted to say uh, or let everyone know what the Fraser Valley overall benchmark prices are for single detached family homes. So this is the whole Fraser Valley. It's at 953,000. For townhomes, it's at 516,000. And for apartments or condos, it's at $405,000. So those are the benchmark prices. And then I'm just going to take a few municipalities and I'll uh, get a little uh, closer to home for people for our listeners. So Abbotsford's average detached price currently is at 851000 That's up 7% from last year and actually up from September to October by 6.7%. For townhouses in Abbotsford, it's up over year over year 1.9%, currently at 460000 and that's up month over month. 2.1%. And condos in Abbotsford are at 315,000 and that's up 4.4% year over year and 2.4% month over month. Now mission for average prices detached homes are at 699,000. That's up 0.6% from last year and it's up a staggering 9.8% month over month. Townhouses in Mission are at 497000 and that's up 4.2% year over year, and it's down 5.5% month over month. Condos in Mission, uh, slim pickings with just uh, having over a decade and older condos, are at 262000 and that's down 5% year over year, but up 10.1% month over month. And uh, if you heard uh, one of our shows a couple weekends ago or so, we had Vince here from... 
uh, Ren and Raven, a great uh, new complex coming into Mission, which is uh, very uh, needed and, and looking forward to that. So Langley, average price for detached homes are at a million six thousand, and that's down four point five percent year over year, and month over month it's down seven point nine percent. Townhouses in Langley are at five hundred and seventy-two thousand. That's up. 1.7% year over year and actually up 2.4% month over month. Condos in Langley are at 415,000. That's up 1.9% year over year and up 7.2% month over month. Now, I've got um nobody could see it but Curtis and our guest today, uh but we I have a, a sales to active listings ratio all types in the Fraser Valley and it is showing seller's market. We've actually peaked up into a seller's market which we haven't seen since, you know, to early 2018 before we had the correction. So it has been a seller's market in the fall time. And many people don't know, but you know what? Prices aren't bad in the Fraser Valley overall for detached homes. You know, we're at the second highest year we've ever been in real estate ever. Second highest year for prices, that is. So the, even though we're down in sales... Uh, it, we are at the second highest year. So so that's really, really good. So if you like the stats, uh, you can get them on my website or you can contact me at 778-885-4659 for your neighborhood stats, more specific sub area stats or one of the municipalities I may not have mentioned or one of these. So you have the full details at your fingertips. So that's the market snapshot. Perfect. So now I'm suspecting you want to give one of your introductions to our guest. Yes. So as mentioned, our guest today is Jamie Kirby. He is an insurance broker in the Fraser Valley who started in the business back in 1995. He is a second generation insurance broker, so he knows his stuff. His mother, Linda Kirby, started Kirby Insurance back in the early 80s. I'm sure a lot of you have heard about Kirby Insurance. Uh, he currently is the supervisor at Sable Insurance in Aldergrove, which is part of the InsureBC group of insurance brokers with over 90 locations. He sells all types of general insurance, including home, condo, auto, farm, and all types of commercial liability and property insurance policies. So welcome, Jamie. Hello. Nice nice to be here. Um, uh, thanks for the invite. Absolutely. Thank you for coming. Curtis and I are excited to ask you a whole bunch of insurance questions. Absolutely, because there's a <laughs> lot of questions around insurance. People always you know, have, because there's so much, I don't want to say it's subjective, but there's always so many different policies and people don't understand what's out there. So we can probably uh, you know, bring a little bit of uh, focus on what they should focus on. Yes, exactly. Like you can actually combine and bundle insurances and like just in in the intro you do a lot of different type of insurances so jamie i mean what are some first question i like is discounts everyone likes a discount uh so when i'm walking through a home and and my buyers are looking to get insurance and you know i point out different things to help uh their insurance policy or their rates go down i'm like oh this has a wired Uh, alarm smoke alarm system that's actually wired so that gives you a discount oh this one has an alarm system that's actually monitored or if you monitor it you can get a discount over non-monitored oh this is gated so you can get a discount that way um like those type of discounts that some people don't know uh can you explain i don't know first question some discounts that people may not know about uh, yeah, I, I do find looking at other people's, like when they come into the office for a comparison quote, they usually bring their papers uh, with them, which is handy. And I, I do find that discounts do make the difference uh, on policies, whether uh, it's 
having a higher deductible. I guess that's the first go-to one for us brokers is to suggest maybe going with a $1,000 deductible instead of the traditional $500 deductible. And I would say about 80% of the people actually take that because they're like, you know, insurance is for the big things, not for the small ones. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's discounts for for, for the monitored fire alarm. Uh, Those ones actually, the the insurance companies are actually pulling back a little bit on those ones I've seen uh, just because... um, I don't know if they don't think people are setting their alarms or they're not using them. So actually, some companies have eliminated that or reduced them. Interesting. Um, but uh, but yes, you, you you for the majority of the companies, you can still get that discount. It's usually about ten to twenty percent discount having a monitored alarm. More peace of mind than anything, though. Yes, and now if you're close to like a fire hall, correct? Is that more of a discount? Yeah, it does get more expensive if you're over a thousand feet from a fire hydrant. Uh, we call that uh, semi-protected, so it does get a little bit more expensive. Uh, if you're within a thousand feet of a fire hydrant, then you get a better rate. If you're over a uh, thousand feet from a fire hydrant, and it's the distance to the fire hall does make a difference, and 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 the fire hydrant. So uh, brokers have tools that they can check uh, through the fire uh, underwriting survey website. You plug in the address, and uh, it tells you how far, where the fire hydrant is. So that's the broker's job to have those tools, find that for you. Uh, if that, For the farm properties, Hobby Farm, they also uh, give a fire hydrant protected rate if they're protected by a superior tanker shuttle. So that makes a difference. So these Hobby Farm that aren't, uh, properties that aren't close to the fire hydrant can still get the fire hydrant rate if they're superior tanker shuttle rated. Uh, you know, so that makes a difference. So that, that's another discount. And Jamie, does it make a difference if it's a volunteer fire hall or if it's a paid fire hall? Uh, not as much as you would think, because unfortunately, there's a lot of communities, you know, rural communities out there that just don't have the manpower or paid fire uh, fire. Uh, paid fire hall members um, and they're just voluntary for some of these rural ones and they still give the rate for that okay good uh, to know on that so and how about like other discounts or like if you bundle your insurances you can have a better rate uh yeah you, what i've seen usually like if you get your home insurance with one company and you have a rental property it's always better to put them together on the one policy uh as location one location two just because they, some companies give you a preferred rate, they give you an extra discount for that, multi-policy discount, that type of thing. Um, so so it's, sometimes, yes, it makes sense. Uh, other times, it's, it's better to insure them separately if you don't want them impacting your, uh, your primary if there's a claim, for example. Um, but, um, yeah, there could be some su- substantial savings putting your home and your rental properties together. And when you insure a property, does the underwriter look at the history, even though you haven't lived there, it's your first time there, do the underwriters look at the property's history and that carries on? Or do they look at, hey, you're a different owner, you're going to treat this home differently? Uh, it's usually a fresh start unless okay. the home has a history of, of repetitive claims that could come up. They, the insurance company underwriters have access to uh, databases that brokers don't and they share claim history rates. So they could, they could, that could come up when they do their check because they do do checks on the property and stuff like that. So if the property's uh, had a fire before though, or... Yeah, it usually doesn't come up too much because it's usually remediated through the proper uh, authorities, right? And that you have to get the city to come out and inspect and do the rebuild and all that. So um, for us brokers, we don't ask if there was a previous fire loss at that property because we're focused more on the individual because it is a fresh start for them, right? Okay. Um, so and it that's... could come up though, you know. 
And that's something I'd like to talk to you about is the difference between getting a broker or how so many things are going online today and people just go online and get insurance quotes, what the difference is between going online, getting it yourself direct from the underwriter or getting uh, hiring a broker like yourself. Yeah, I think it's very important for someone to have a, an experienced broker that has been in, uh, in the business for some time uh, or an office that's been around for a long time that have some quality employees uh, to be on your side in the event that you have a claim, uh, for example. Over my years, you know, 20-some years in the business, uh, I can count a handful of times where I had to write a letter uh, to, to the adjuster or to the company, you know, voicing my client's concerns, that type of thing. And it's really made a difference in the claim process. I, I don't think people would get that dealing directly with an insurer. Uh, there's just no cushion. You're dealing directly. As soon as you call in, you know, uh, the tape, it's being taped. You know, everything's on the record. There's no getting advice from them. So I think it's, you're at a disadvantage going that way. Will you save some money? You could. But we're the customer service, the, the, the relationship with the bro, you know, it's just not going to be there. And you've got, like I say about mortgage brokers, you've got your hand in many cookie jars. You know what the best insurance uh, underwriters are, you know what they offer, and you're shopping for your client, for your customer. Definitely. Like a a good insurance broker would have access to multiple companies. We're we're part of the InsurBC group, so we're lucky we have access to almost all the companies that are out there. So we can, uh, that being said, usually for a certain postal code, only three or four are good for that area, which, you know, it's interesting when you look at that, how it changes from postal code to postal code. That is interesting. Um, But it's all, that's how they rate the the premiums and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. But, uh, But I've saved lots of people some money just because they're with the wrong insurance company, you know, and we've just we transferred them over and uh, gave them a better rate and uh, and we like that we like saving money we do and with that i think we have to take a quick break but we're going to come right back now if people want more information about insurance what can they do oh well they can call me uh jamie kirby uh i can be breached on my cell phone 604-854-9211 um no questions too big or too small all right. Feel free to reach out. And Michelle, if they want to contact you, what do they got to do? MichelleCummins.ca. We're back with more right after this. And here we are. We are back with segment number two of the Cummins Real Estate Group show with Michelle Cummins and myself, Curtis Pope. Now, when it comes to home insurance, I know that I probably haven't looked at my policy for, I'm going to be honest, for about 12 years. How often should you probably have a look at your policy to see what you're covered for and what you're not covered for? Uh, well, I think... Um I think the best thing to do is, is just go in and see your broker or pick up the phone and talk to your broker. Uh, they, they should be touching base with you, you know, um, every three, four years, kind of looking at your policy, uh, making sure the, the premium still makes sense. You know, if, if there's other better deals out there, you know, brokers should be looking at that. So I would say about four or five years, uh, you know, maybe just have that conversation with the broker and ask them to maybe uh, requote it to mm-hmm. make sure that they're still getting the best rate. Uh, th- there's other things that the broker should be doing every four years is uh, doing a new replace, what's called a replacement cost calculator. So that's the, you know, we enter in the finishing features of your home, uh, square footage, that type of thing, number of bathrooms, uh, number of kitchens, uh, and doing a new uh, replacement cost calculator just to s- make sure that the building limit on your policy is where it should be because they do... Uh, the insurance companies every year increase your building limit due to inflation mm. uh, on there, which can climb your premium. You'll know you probably notice that your premium goes up every year, and you're wondering why it goes yeah. up. Well, it's the building limit on the policy goes up. Uh, 
each year about 6% roughly uh, due to inflation. That's uh, a lot. Which which is a lot. And so, you know, over four or five years that can really climb up. So the broker should be, you know, looking at your uh, cost guide, making sure it's accurate, submitting a new one to reduce the building limit or increasing it if need be. So, Because a lot of people don't realize when they, you know, update their bathroom or their kitchen or do renovations, oh, I should update my insurance company. I mean... Yes, that's, uh, that's a good point. Um, that that would be good advice. Anytime that you're planning to do any sort of renovation is to pick up the phone, call your broker, have that conversation with them because companies, uh, they, they want to know what the value of the renovation is going to be, the scope of it, that type of thing, because you don't want to run into a situation where there's a claim because you're doing the renovation and there's an issue with the insurance company. It's always good to keep your broker in the loop with mm-hmm. any changes, whether it's that or if you're running a business from the home or you're all of a sudden you have a suite and you didn't tell your broker that you have a rented suite in the basement. All of a sudden you're doing Airbnb. Yeah, any any type of thing like that, Airbnb, Airbnb. That's a that's a you know hot topic nowadays. A lot of people seem to be getting into that. But any business, any sort of business operated from the premises, a lot of people don't realize that there's an exclusion for all business related losses mm, on home insurance policies. The thing I think about as well, having a musician as a husband, is when he buys new equipment. Uh, you know, there's value there. Or when you, you know, anytime you add really nice furniture or or whatnot, you're adding to your policies content insurance, correct? Like you want to make sure that's kind of all covered yeah. as well, or that they know that you have these, that you have to show proof if, if something was to happen, let's say a fire or they get stolen. Yeah. Kind of so thing. the advice I would give on that is everyone should probably go through their house every couple of years and do like a personal inventory. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's plenty of apps online or personal inventory booklets or programs where you just basically you go through each room, you tick boxes, uh, you, you know, you think about what it would cost, what you paid for, what it would cost you to uh, buy a new one, that type of thing. Uh, just being ready in the event there's a claim because that paperwork, those inventories, it'll just expedite the claim process so much more. So maybe if you do it as an annual thing when you do your taxes or something to trigger your mind to remind you to walk through and and update all that information. And a few of uh, my properties have wood-burning fireplaces, and we were talking off air about this. uh, And, you know, keeping it uh, checked, uh, cleaned, serviced, uh, and updating you, correct, on on how that, because... Yeah, wood-burning fireplaces, the airtight stoves uh, mainly are a concern to insurance companies. They want to make sure that it was professionally installed by a, usually a wet and certified instructor, uh, and then that you're also doing the maintenance on it, getting it cleaned annually, servicing it, uh, that type of thing. You definitely have to let your broker know if you have an airtight wood stove. And then for the regular burning fireplaces, uh, we probably don't see those too much anymore, but some of the old properties have them. They sh- if they're in use, they should be getting cleaned annually. Uh, same thing with furnaces. If uh, Once they get over 20 years old, they want to make sure that you're servicing them annually. So, Jamie, I wanted to ask, okay, what's new in the industry? So there's, you know, all of a sudden, a couple of years ago, they go, oh, all, all of a sudden you have this extra policy of flood in case water ingresses into your property and it added a few hundred dollars to my policy that year but it was they just blanketed it they just threw it on like I had no choice uh, so that was kind of new what what's kind of new in the industry today and what are some issues that insurance uh, underwriters are now saying we don't want to cover that or you're going to pay more for it now because of these issues in the past 
I think insurance doesn't change too much. You know, you, you have um, the, the industry standard now for house insurance is a comprehensive all-risk policy, meaning that you're covered for it unless it's excluded on the exclusions list. And on that exclusion list is pretty much stuff that you can't get insurance for. One of them is uh, damage because of flood or uh, any overland water type of risk. So they've introduced a new product for that. That's it's somewhat new in the last like five, six years. So let me get this straight. If you're in the floodplain and you're getting, you can, you pay more for insurance to be covered to be flooded, correct? Or are you saying that they won't cover you if you're flooded? Uh, they, they call the product now overland water. So that's protection from fresh bodies of water, uh, rivers, lakes, streams, that type of thing. Um, so that, that is an add-on. Um, it, it's optional coverage, but a lot of companies just quote it right out of the gate. So it's good to check with your broker to make sure you really need it. Uh, you know, my office currently is in, in, in Aldergrove, Langley Township area, and which is somewhat where we are. It's high up, or, and, and a lot of companies, uh, a lot of clients there, they've looked at the overland water. They're like, you know what? I don't have fresh bodies of water. I don't have any lakes. I don't have any streams. So I don't need that coverage. So they, you know, because it can range. It can range from fifty dollars to five hundred dollars. So you, you know, can if you're be in a covered floodplain, for it, so you have to you check with your broker, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and have that conversation with your broker and, and to see if you really need it, if it's required. So because it, it can increase the premium substantially for coverage that you don't might not need, right? Mm-hmm. So it's always good to talk with your broker about that type of stuff. And one thing you you mentioned off air as well is that uh, about earthquake, you're surprised at how many people don't get earthquake coverage or that uh, m- banks aren't requiring it for the proof of insurance for mortgages. Yeah, earthquake, it's an interesting topic, like insurance-wise. Uh, the, the companies are convinced that there's the big ones coming, mm-hmm. you know, because they've all adjusted. We're not in California, though. <laughs> they've adjusted their rates, and it seems like it. it is a pretty pricey purchase, like for house insurance. Like if you look at it and you have your house insurance, House insurance, you'll probably see the earthquake premium like $500 to $800, depending on what company you have. So a lot of people, that's a big expense, and they just decide to go without it. I I recommend everyone have earthquake coverage, but honestly, 50% maybe carry it. it. It couldn't hurt, right? Oh, definitely. I think by law now, if if you could have purchased it, um, the the government's not going to be helping you out in the event of an earthquake. I think a lot of people think that they're going to be covered no matter what. Mm. The government's going to bail them out. But uh, from the material I read, uh, if there was an option for you to purchase, then you're out of luck. So, you know, that's a big thing. You know, if your whole house was demolished or even partially demolished from an earthquake, you'd have to come up with that money. So Mm. I recommend at least getting a quote, having that conversation with your broker, talking it over. Absolutely. And one, if you were to give one major tip to everyone about their insurance policy and what they should look into and what they should be aware of, what tip would that be? That's a pretty good question. Um, well, I, I think it's just uh, making sure that your uh, broker is on top of things and contacting you and, and make sh- make sure that you're getting the best rate, like, you know, looking at every four to five years. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a really good question. I'd, uh, I'd have to think about that one a bit more. <laughs> I would give a tip to make sure you turn off your water in vacation home rentals and properties you're, let's say you're leaving for a couple weeks and it's winter Oh, to turn off actually, your main water because... Yes, that, you, that's, a, that's a good tip, definitely. I, I, you should 
the the best advice that I can give anybody for insurance is read your wordings. Mm. Read your policy wordings. That was that's the biggest tip. At least once, you know, at least once. Read just, it and understand it. Yeah, I would just yeah. read it, and then if you have any questions, ask your broker. I think yeah. that would be the number one. I know it's dry material, but when you first get the policy, read the wordings. If you have any questions, you know, just ask your broker. You know, put it away. If you ever have a claim, you just know where your policy wordings are and refer to them. Uh, I think that would be my best advice is, to, is just to have a look at those wordings. Yeah, read the fine print. Sounds about right. Yeah, fine print is always the dangerous one, right? Well, that's getting us pretty close to time, Michelle. So we should probably wrap things up. Jamie, if uh, people want more information about insurance, what can they do? Can they contact you? You got a website? Where do they got to go? Uh, actually, I do have a website. I just uh, just built it. It's kind of uh, in, in progress. It's called uh, JBK Insurance Specialist, which I know is a lot of words, but uh, that's what I came up with. My initials are JBK, and uh, it's just going to be a spot where people can get forms, you know, ask me questions. But I can also be reached anytime on my cell phone, 604-854-9211, or you can email me at jamiekirby at insurebc.ca. And they can find you on Facebook, too. And you can find me on Facebook, yes. <laughs> Jamie Kirby at Sable Insurance. All right. And Michelle, if people want to get information about the services you provide, where do they got to go? MichelleCummins.ca.